chapter number 11. We've been there from time to time recently. One verse of Scripture, verse number 4. It should be on the screen if your Bible's not nearby, but you ought to be bringing your Bibles. You ought to be bringing your Bibles. I think it's important to have your Bible. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 4, it says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Amen. You may be seated this evening. I alluded to it this past Sunday about how the Lord taught me some things in my recent experience with selling my truck. And I like to bring those things out to you. Some of you may know these, but hopefully something that the Lord has shown me will help you understand a better sacrifice. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. The Bible says that Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. In other words, Cain offered a sacrifice. He didn't say he didn't, but Cain's was a better sacrifice. So let me give you the definition. Very few words. Very few words. Did I say Cain offered? Yeah. Abel offered a better sacrifice. I was looking at my wife, and she was giving me those silent communication. And so I just picked right up on it. Amen. Very few words in the Scripture will mean exactly the same thing in the Greek and in the Hebrew. But this word happens to mean the same whether in Greek or in Hebrew. It means act or victim. Act or victim. In other words, the acts of an individual or a victim, something that is dying, something that is being given, something that is being destroyed, something that is being slaughtered. Therefore, there must be different degrees, different levels of sacrifice. And I want to try to cover some of these. A lot of ministry teach on this particular story of Cain and Abel that Abel's sacrifice was accepted because it was that of blood. But you've got to remember Really, I can't read where anybody was being sacrificed, a lamb or a goat or anything at this time. But they came before the Lord and they offered. And I'm going to tell you why Cain wasn't received, but Abel was. They both sacrificed. They both gave. But Abel took the best of his flock, the firstling of his flock. He didn't pick through it and say, okay, this is what I got left. This is really something I don't really want. I, I can do without this. I'm going to bring it to the Lord and give it. On the other hand, Cain, when you read that scripture over in the book of Genesis, you'll find it says, in the process of time. Genesis 4, verse number 3. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground and offered unto the Lord. 
And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance falling? If thou doest well, thou shalt Shall thou not be accepted? If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And so what's going on here? What's happening? We see that Abel brought the best, the firstling. But Cain waited to the end of the growing season. If you ever had a garden, if you've ever read up on gardening, You'll know that the first fruits of the plant is normally the best. The sweetest, the biggest, the ripest. But then as time goes on and the season gets later and sun begins to basically shine differently because of the rotation of the earth, the fruit of those plants get different. And so Cain was taking all the good stuff for himself, but at the end of everything he said, okay, I'll take what's left here that's drying up on the vine, and I'll bring it to God, and God won't know any different. He, he will receive it. And so many times in our walk with God, if we're not careful, we do not give God the best. We give Him of the abundance. We give Him what we can spare. We give Him what really... We're not attached to. And now, I'm going to be talking about finances, but there's other things here as well on sacrifice, so I'm not going to just focus right on that, but whatever you're attached to, that's what God's going to ask for a better sacrifice. Initially, He's going to try to help you and to teach you about giving your tithes and your offerings. And for many of you that came into the church however many years ago it was, you had difficulties in doing that because you thought, how can I make ends meet on 90 versus 100? It's impossible, but you begin to trust, you begin by faith, you begin to give, you begin to do it, and the next thing you know, hey, I made it from this month to the next, and it seems like I have a little bit more money than I had when I wasn't tithing. Seems like it goes a little further. And so God begins to build your relationship on what you trust with Him. What you absolutely trust in His hands. It has been said that if God does not have a wallet or does not have a pocketbook, He does not have you. And that is a fact. And so there's different degrees of giving. God recognizes all the giving, just like he recognizes all sacrifice, but some are better and some he has respect to and others he does not have respect to. For example, when he was sitting there, Jesus, at the temple watching them give into the treasury, he saw a widow come and I'll just break it down, two pennies. That was all she had. That was her living for the whole year. And she gave it. 
How would you like, for those of you that work for a living, whatever you made this year, whether it was 10000 or 20000 or whatever, that you would go when I call for an offering and you would reach down and give every bit of what you made for the whole year? I, nobody said amen. What you're attached to. Pastor, how could that be? I have to live. Okay, I understand all this. But this widow gave her living. She didn't have a savings account. She didn't have something to lean on. She gave two pennies, and the Lord was really touched and began to say to those around him, this widow gave more than anybody else that was giving in the treasurer, even though it monetarily it was the least of what everybody was giving, but because she gave her living, he had respect of that, correct? And the other ones, he said, they gave only out of their abundance. And we're the same way. We are the same way. It could be time. Oh, I think that I can go because I can spare an hour or two hours instead of saying, you know, I'm so busy. I've got things I want to do. I just can't make it. You see the difference. You see the difference. It could be church attendance. It, it could be witnessing. It, it could be various things that you might sacrifice, but it's not the better sacrifice. I don't know about you, but I want a deep relationship with God. I want Him to have respect of what I am doing for the kingdom of God. Not in my works of righteousness, but works of faith. Because it said, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Let me give you another biblical example. What about Hezekiah? What about Hezekiah? You read up about, you know about Hezekiah? He was a king. And the prophet came to him and said, get thy house in order. You are surely going to die. If I was to tell you that today, many of you would say, oh, I don't believe him. That's only happened to me one time in my life. God gave me a dream. I called the man that I know, and I told he already knew it. When, I, when he picked up the phone, he said, you're calling me to tell me to get my house in order. I said, yes, sir, I am. I, I didn't know how to do it because he was my elder, but he died not long after that. And so you know what Hezekiah do? Same thing you and I would do. The same, exact same. If I came, and I don't want to point to nobody. If I came to somebody and said, you better get your house in order because you are fixing to die. We do the same thing as Hezekiah. You know what Hezekiah did? Of course, he was, you know, he was sick. And so you know what he did in his bed? He turned his face against the wall. He began to weep like a baby. But there's something else that he did that I want to have in my life that I can do when there is a need going on. He began to remind the Lord of everything that he had done and sacrificed for the Lord and his kingdom. And the Lord heard it and told the prophet before he ever left the courtyard, you turn your you know, self around and you come back in there and you tell that king I've heard his prayer and you take these figs and you heal him, I'm going to give him 15 more years. You think that would have been enough for Hezekiah to live for God for the rest of his life, but he didn't. 
I don't know about you, but I want that kind of relationship with God. To where the doctor tells me I got cancer, I got a week to live. I'm going to turn my face against the wall. I'm going to start, oh, God, you God, you remember, remember, Lord, when I sold my truck? And, and you remember, Lord, when I'm trying to sell my boat? And you remember, Lord, when my wife and I, we're giving up all our income? You remember these things when I did this? You remember these things when I worked every day? My wife did this, my wife, did, you remember, God? Hey, you say, are you bragging? No, I'm not bragging. I'm just trying to remind him that I have given him a better sacrifice. What is wrong with that? You say, well, he should know. Yeah, he knew all about Hezekiah. But until Hezekiah reminded him, if Hezekiah wouldn't have reminded him, he would have died. He would have died. And so I learned something. As I mentioned the other day, I learned something. And, and, and again, I'm not bragging. I'm trying to teach you something here. But my wife and I have got to a place with God I'm telling you, no matter the money that God gives us, we can go without even thinking a second thought and take that money and give it no matter what the amount is. We've done it over and over, and we don't think nothing about it. But when God began to deal with me about my truck, has he ever really asked you to give something you didn't want to give? And you didn't give it, and you missed your sacrifice. You were Cain. If he's dealing with you about giving something, do not try to barter with him. And he will deal with you about it. I don't know about you, but he deals a lot. He deals with me sometimes. I want you to go next door. I want you to go next door to that man, and you pray for that man that was kind to your wife and grandson. I said, Lord, that man, he don't, he don't know me. Boy, I didn't argue. I just got up, went over, knocked on the door. First, they didn't know who I was or what was going on. And, and I said, hey, I'm here to pray for you. He said, he said uh, but I'm a Baptist. And I said, hey, it's all right. I'm an apostolic, but God sent me here to pray for you. I came in. I prayed. God moved. He's still living today because I was obedient to the Lord. It had nothing to do with me, but I was obedient to the Lord. And we have developed a friendship Afar off, he'll see me, I'll see him, we'll wave, and his wife is kind. I'm telling you, when God begins to speak to you, you had better yield. If you want a better sacrifice than God to have respect of what you're doing, you say, hey, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, you know, whether I give 10% if I'm just doing it. He said, don't do it out of grudgery, but do it out of a cheerful heart. God wants to teach us to trust Him. And the only way we can do that is when we give things that mean something to us. That mean something to us. It may even cost you a few tears. I don't know if I'll ever have another truck or not. Or if the boat sails, God came by today. I don't know if I ever have another boat or not. But I know one thing. God gave it to me in the first place. So if he wants me to have another, he's going to give it to me. But, but the key here is this. I learned basically the principle of a better sacrifice. Not more expensive, not more money, but what something meant something to me. He could have came to me and said, sell the SUV. Okay, I won't get very much, but if that's what you want, we'll sell it. I, you know, I just bought it. Hey, we'll sell it. But he said, uh-uh, sell that truck. Or it's orange, God. It's unique. 
He said, you better sell that truck. I said, oh, let me, can I pray about it a while? Is that how you are? Can I pray about, what's it going to change? <laughs> you think he's going to change his mind? But I did. I prayed for two weeks, and then I just made up my mind. You know how I made up my mind? You know how, let me tell you. Let me tell you how you make up your mind. When you start telling other people what you're going to do, then it's hard to back out. When you start telling people, I'm going to sell my truck. Oh, I don't really want you to do that. Well, it don't matter. I'm going to sell my truck. When you're telling other people, now you don't put yourself in a place that you better go through with that or, or you know, you won't have any integrity. That's how you go through with things. That's, uh, thank you, dear. I'm glad you're on my side. So my wife and I got to him and says, hey, we're going to, and I'm not trying to do this to give, get you to do anything. I'm try, just trying to share you how, how God has dealt with it. I, I went, I said, honey, now, you know, we can't let a dollar, you know, she has, a, we're going to give all of our income tax. You know, she said, okay. Now, I don't know how much I'm getting. So, you know, most of us said, well, maybe it'll be just $100. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I have to pay. But then when I begin to figure it up and I see, I see, oh my, it's over this amount of money. I'm thinking, oh, okay. But see, I've already said it. You, you see what I'm, I've already said it. It's better not to vow than to make a vow and not pay it. And so I have learned that when I publicly say something, if I want to maintain a good name, I might say later, now, I'm just being honest with you. Oh, Lord, what have I done? Have you ever, you ever been there? Have you ever said that? Oh, Lord, what have I just committed to? Too late. A better sacrifice. Again, it's not in the amount. It may be something very, very minute to everyone but you. But because you love God and because you want to serve God, I'm not saying you didn't wrestle with it. But when you made up your mind to let go of it, to sacrifice it, to slaughter it, the, the Bible goes on to mean destruction. The Bible says by fire. He consumes the sacrifice by fire. He destroys it. Not in a sense of man thinking there's destruction, but he takes it and he consumes it. Like the rocks and the wood and the water and the dust when Elijah rebuilt the altar. If you really want to be blessed, and that's up to you. If you really want to know God. If you really want to have a relationship with God. Listen to his voice. And when he says do something, do it. But pastor, you prayed for two weeks. Okay, pray for two weeks, but do it. I have found that the more you're attached to it, the longer you pray and the harder it is to let go. I was telling Brother Phillips, Brother Lewis went with me so I wouldn't have to drive. And Brother Phillips drove back. And 
Brother Lewis asked me, he said, are you going to ride with Elder? I said, no, I'm riding this truck. This is the last time I get to ride in this truck. I'm riding in this truck. Remember, the guy already gave me $3,000 more than what I would have settled for. But when I got there, he said, here's a check for $100 more than the $3,000 than you were selling. That's right. That may be the $100 that we need. That's why, as kind as many of you were, and you know where I'm at physically and emotionally, and I appreciate it, you said to my wife, y'all were conniving behind my back. I came up and I said, who, who are you talking about, me? They said, you keep your husband home and make him rest. Oh, no. But I had to handle it right, you know, because it's a nice gesture. You know, she said, you go right to bed. I went right to bed. And, you know, about a certain time, I said, honey, I said, uh, I won't do nothing tonight, but, but can I go to church, please? She said, no. I said, honey, you know it's just one step before backsliding. I got to go to church. She said, you're not going to backslide. I said, well, that may be, but, honey, please, I've got to go to church. Next thing I know, she said, okay. <laughs> you see, coming to church can be a sacrifice. Don't tell me every time there's a service, you jump up, you're ready to go, you're eager, you, oh, man, I got to get there early. Some of you say this, if I could just have a real legitimate excuse. Is that being, am I being honest? Sometimes, at least you're honest, Wesley. At least you're honest. That's how the enemy works. Because he's trying to steal your blessing. That's what he's doing. When God begins to deal with you about something that means something to you, the enemies that work on your carnality to keep the blessing from coming. And you may not see it in this life. It may be your prayers for a loved one or a child that you're dead and gone and they come to the Lord while you're gone and pray through and are born again. You don't know. It may be God protecting you of death in a car accident. You don't know what God will do. I'm telling you, my God, I want Him to be in a respect To receive the things that I do for him. Because I'm not doing it to gain, you know, any type of accolades. I'm doing it because I love him. And he's worthy. And so that's why I do these things. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm constantly going. I'm constantly going. I'm constantly going. Because I realize how much he's given for me. And so... I learned some things about giving and selling my truck. I, I learned, it really taught me some things. It taught me. I, I'm glad about it because it seemed like I went to a different level. I went to a different level. And that's where I want to go. I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper. No matter how long the Lord allows me on this earth, I don't want to be satisfied with where I'm at. I want to get to know Him in the power of his resurrection and, and be made conformable unto his suffering. Let me 
read some scripture to you in closing tonight. And I want you to listen to several scriptures I want to give you. Because it's not just financial. It could be bringing food to somebody that you know is hurting.